obviously they were hungry and ready and um, you know I thought they really got to their game there in the second period and um, you know we just uh, you know didn't put enough pucks in deep or, or uh, you know they three-quartered ice us um, you know majority of that period and better set on his head for us and gave us a chance for the third period and um, you know we weren't able to go into the third yeah I mean the whole second period they dominated us that's been the story there and uh, you can't have that happen you know, we have some looks. Just didn't go in tonight and on the PP, but I just think as a five-on-five game as a whole, um, you know, we didn't generate enough and, and uh, didn't get to our forecheck at all. Didn't stall any pucks. Um, uh, made it a little bit easier on their D-men uh, than we'd like to have tonight, and uh, got to find a way to, uh, um, you know, get pucks to the goal line and, and create a forecheck game too. You know, better give us a chance to win, and, and uh, you know, obviously they dominated us in the second period, and and uh, you know, two-one going to the third, and um, you know, San Luis uh, going to be pretty, but you know, five-on-five, five, we just got to find a way to be more consistent and better, and, and uh, take over games a bit more, and, and, and get to the ozone, and and uh, and tilt the ice a little bit. That's the captain, Braden Shin, and it would prove to be a tough night in Minnesota as the St. Louis Blues fell to the Minnesota Wild by a score of three to one. The Blues miss an opportunity to get to within one point of third place inside the Central Division with Dallas and Winnipeg playing head-to-head last night. And in the process, they allowed Minnesota to get back to within seven points of the Blues instead of pushing them 11 points out. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Kerber, and welcome into Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. The Blues look for a 2-0 road trip with the dads on the trip, having beaten the Chicago Blackhawks on Sunday in Chicago, but they didn't pull it off as the Wild beat the Blues 3-1 last night. Let's get you to the highlights of the game. They go back at even strength. Verona looked to side, missed him. Here come the Wild, four on two. Zuccarello hitting the trailer to the near side, and the Blues break it up. Spurgeon goes to Zuccarello to the far wing, and the Wild have scored. Erickson Eck puts it in. The same power play for the Blues, and a goal on the other end after the Blues can't score. They get it free to play. Put it in behind the net. Cut off there, though, by Rossi. They can't clear. Shot on. Rebound to play. Play into the far circle. Turns and shoots, blocked, Pareko, fires, score! Colton Pareko ties it for the Blues. 9.30 to go in the first period. His first ever goal against the Wild has tied it one to one. Coming out of the corner, plays it up to Brodine. He goes to shoot, and that puck deflects high into the glass behind the goal. From Maroon again, they score! Frederick Gaudreau. First point of the season is regain the lead for Minnesota. Two to one the score, minute 50 to go in the first period. Saad gets it over the line. Gets grabbed, plowed through, Blues bring it up. Kairou hits a post with a laser of a shot. Kapanen wraps it around to get Mullane. Oh, they have Perunovic, there he is. He shoots it, hits the post. The rebound to Shin, bounced in front. Battle for the puck at the top of the crease, and it slides into the pads of Gustafson. Eric Sinek to Kaprizov straight away. Look out. He shoots. Save. Bennington. Rebound wide of the net. Saad battling on Middleton. is going to hold it in. Wide open. They go. Bennington to save. Rebound off the pad of Bennington to the corner. Spurgeon. Far side. Zuccarello near wing. What a save. Bennington denied a one-timer from Boldy. Thomas to Krug. Near side. Butch Nevich to Krug. He shoots oh. and he hits the post. It hits the crossbar. It comes back to Perunovic. Slap shot. Blocked in front. Brodine sneaks it ahead. Boldy. Breakaway. Shoots. Scores.
Rutgers, Minnesota. Leading 3-1 with 2.52 to go in the third. 12 seconds left in this one. Tori Krug has it in the neutral zone. Hayes will dump it into the offensive end, and the Minnesota Wild are going to take one easily from the Blues tonight. 3-1 to the score in the first game with John Hines as their head coach. And a disappointing one tonight in Minnesota for the Blues. 3-1 to the final. After the game, Craig Berube talked about his team. We got the first goal. We tied it up. Um, I thought our first period was just okay. Like The first power play was actually pretty good. Second period, I thought we got outplayed. They had more jump, more urgency, heavier. So one thing I talked about in between periods is that they got a lot of energy and we're lacking it a little bit. we got to find some energy. Third period, we had an opportunity to get back into it with power plays and we didn't get it done. And we had looks, so, you know, but in the end, you got to get the job done. We didn't get it done. But uh, new coach, they got a new lease on life over there. and. Uh, you know, they played They played well tonight. Here's Robert Thomas talking about the overall team play and touching on the power play. We had our chances throughout the, the game. Um, a little too sloppy from us, uh, especially in the first and second. Uh, you know, Binner gave us a chance in the third, so um, we knew they were going to come hard, obviously, with everything going on and, and have a good game. And, um, you know, we were, we were right in it to the end, but uh, needed, needed a better effort. Yeah, I mean, um, could have made a couple better plays, but... You know, we had our chances. Uh, we had some really good looks, uh, you know, crossbar, a couple of really good shots. So uh, just just missed on the execution. But um, it's been better as of late, our last, you know, five, six games. So just got to keep working at it. Well, you knew this was going to be a game when the Minnesota Wild came out with urgency, having fired their head coach the day before. John Hines taking over in his first game as the Minnesota head coach. And the St. Louis Blues had to match that intensity. It did not happen, and that's where we start with Joe Vitale's breakdown. Plain and simple. I mean, from start to finish, I think Minnesota took advantage of St. Louis. They brought it to St. Louis. They played with more energy, more zip, more enthusiasm. They played with, like, they had a lot more to lose, and I think they, quite frankly, do. As they come into this game sitting at 5-10, and 10, I think a lot of guilt of whenever you lose a head coach, a lot of players really it wears on them in a very heavy way, and they go to try to rally for that first coach's first win. And, of course, it was John Hines' here tonight. The way they came out, they got the first goal. That was an important feature of the game. They got the first one. Although the Blues responded back, it was the Maroon and Goudreau line that ended that first period that kind of made it 2-1. to one. Uh, back and forth second with mostly being dominated by Minnesota, Jordan Bennington stood on his head. 17 shots in that second period to keep this a 2-1 game. And you're sitting here thinking at the second intermission, man, maybe the Blues are just, it's going to be their lucky night. Even though they're heavily getting outplayed, maybe they're going to have a third period. What happened to the third curves? Really, like you said, they just pretty much picked up right where they left off. Minnesota continued to bring the pressure, continued to bring the momentum. And I tell you what, uh, at the very end, it was still a very, very tight game. So tight that Robert Thomas on the back door could have yep. tied it. Gustafson's a huge save. Why was it tight after all the drama of Minnesota playing St. Louis? Well, one person, Jordan Bennington. He was incredible. You know, 37 shots on net. Yes, he allows the third, the, the third goal there late on the breakaway by Boldy, but that was the 37th shot. I mean, you're looking at a scoreboard where he's had 36 shots on net, and he kept us a one-shot game. That is why the St. Louis Blues stayed in this game the way they did. You Sometimes at the end of these games, you got to tip your hat to a goaltender. you got to tip your hat to a team. That was a full-team effort 
uh, from top to bottom from Minnesota in front of their brand-new coach, John Hines, who got his first win. Uh, a tough one to swallow here in St. Louis, but the, the better team won here tonight. The Blues had opportunities in this one on special teams. Yeah. The penalty killing, again on the road, very different than at home. The road penalty killing has been excellent, and they killed a massive, the only power play that Minnesota had in that second period. And that group that had Nick Letty, Colton Pareko, Oscar Sundquist, and Robert Thomas out for the entire two minutes mm -hmm. had a great kill. On the flip side, the power play, at some point they can't keep saying, well, we got chances. Right, right, exactly. I mean, listen, that, that kill. It had to be a difference maker the, tonight. The, the kill, the first off the kill was was something really special. I mean, a full two minutes in your own zone, Nick Letty, Colton Preko were completely exhausted. I mean, bent over at the knees. Eventually, when that whole sequence ended, you looked at that as a as, as a rallying cry. Maybe that was going to be a rallying moment in the game, and the Blues really couldn't create anything five-on-five. Five. Uh, but that's that's what a penalty kill is supposed to do. If you ask those guys about that kill, they're going to say, that's our job. That's what we're supposed to do. On the flip side, the job of the power play is to – get you fortunate bounces, to get you back into games where maybe you're not in. Create momentum. If you got a one-goal lead, how do you extend it? If you're down by a goal, how do you tie it? You have to figure out a way to take advantage and put the puck in the net more times than they're doing right now. And it really, to me, I think the game, looking back, was probably over after that four-minute power play they earned. Matt Boldy takes a high stick to Oscar Sundquist in that third period, about halfway through the period, four minutes straight on a power play, and it's just not enough. It's not good enough. It's not enough shots of the net, and they're not finding the back of the net right now. Uh, pucks are still bobbling over guys' sticks. I think as, as you have a struggling power play, I sense that some players are just grabbing the stick a little bit too tight. They're unsure. They lack confidence. But uh, you can make any excuse up in the world, but that's a moment in the game. Not only you score one, maybe you score two, and all of a sudden you're leading in this game, and you really help your goaltender out who's been bailing you out the entire game. But unfortunately, the power play, once again, as we've already passed that 20-game first segment, continues not to get the job done here for this team when they really need them the most. So in general, for the St. Louis Blues, this game almost encapsulates the season so far. Some yep. good, some bad, some normal. Yep, some good, some bad, some normal. And like I said at the beginning of the game, the pregame, one thing I have just really admired about this coaching staff, especially Craig Berube, is he's been very good about identifying the issue of that particular game making a quick adjustment, and then, then bouncing right back. And we've seen it all season long. Uh, whether you have a bad game, you know, on the road against uh, against a San Jose Sharks team or L.A. team, and you bounce right back for Anaheim, then you win the one in Arizona. Uh, you have a bad game against National Predators at home, you come bouncing right back there on that road against Chicago. Now on the flip side, we're down again, and then it's going to be a bounce back. There's always good bounce back. There's always good coachable, teachable moments. This team is responding well to it. But at some point, I think these, these players have to take full ownership of, okay, we, we know what's going wrong. We know how to make it right. We know the idea and the ideology and the, and the philosophy we're trying to work with. We can't keep going, you know, punch for punch. We have to start accumulating some wins, uh, more so back to back to back. And, and not to say that it's been a bad year because it's been a very good year. I think you look at where this team headed into this game, you know, you're sitting at 11-8-1, you're in a playoff spot. Th things are actually pretty good. And I think a lot of Blues players would have taken that. But at the same time, th there is another step. You know, your interview with Colt, uh, with uh, Braden Shen was terrific, I thought. And you sense it in the captain's voice that, hey, yeah, there's been some good, there's been some bad, but we, we got to start grabbing this thing. we got to start, you know, moving in the right direction. We know how to play. we got to start putting one win after another and start building in a positive direction. But tonight was a little disappointing to me, Curbs, because 
you know, it wasn't one bad period. Right. It wasn't one bad ten minute segment. It was it was just kind of like lackadaisical for sixty straight minutes. That that's was the con- concerning thing for me. And I mentioned it after Minnesota Wild scored that first goal. This could be a good gut check time for St. Louis. One thing Craig Berube has been wanting to see a better job of is their bounce back after you allow that first goal. Maybe you're down by two goals. How do you stick with the program and play the exact same way? And I don't think this head coach would have felt that they did that here tonight. Yeah, the two games that don't feel right on the young season after 21 games. The San Jose game is one. This one's another. A victory here. And with Dallas playing Winnipeg, there's a chance you moved within one point of third place in the division. And you're right there neck and neck with a division lead if those two games go the other way. And that's, But that's a whole lot of ifs and buts. You still got to get it done, and it just didn't go the way of the St. Louis Blues here tonight. What do you have with the Bud Light three stars of the game in your work boots? Number three here tonight, Colton Preco with the lone goal here for St. Louis. I'm going to give Gustafson. He made some monster saves at the end there to keep it a one-goal game. Number two, and Matt Boldy, obviously he had the, the crusher there in the third period, breakaway goal, who's been struggling all year long, uh, breaks open for number two on the season. He gets the number one star. Work boots, hands down, uh, Jordan Bennington. I thought he was the best player on the ice from both teams. He was all over the map, and he did what a starting goaltender needs to do. you got to keep your team in a great position to get back in the game. He did it, uh, quite frankly, the entire stretch, all the way up until that boldy breakaway, unfortunately. But at some point, you just felt that the Minnesota, wow, we're going to break this thing open, and eventually in that third period, they did. Thank you, Joe. Now for my three takeaways from last night's game, and we start with the number three takeaway, the defensive zone exits. When the game started to get away from the St. Louis Blues in the second period, it was when the Wild put the pressure on, and every time the Blues tried to leave the zone. Pass would bounce. The pass would be off the mark. The Minnesota Wild hemmed the Blues in, and that's why they outshot St. Louis 17-5 in the second period of play. They kept the pressure on the Blues that entire period, and yes, the Blues did keep them off the board. That was quite a tribute to Jordan Bennington's effort there in the second period, but in the end, the defensive zone exits just prevented the Blues from moving up and down the ice as a five-man unit and caused problems for the Blues most of the game. The number two take away you gotta look at Jordan Cairo right now he was moved from the third line in the second period up to the second line put back with Braden Shen and right now the coaching staff trying to get some of that consistency back in Jordan's game the first 12-15 games of the season he wasn't getting a lot of offense but there were still some impact on the game with his all-around play some of the best all-around play we've seen from Jordan Cairo in his short time in the National Hockey League but as he's gone a little bit longer and the offense still hasn't been coming quite to the level that he wants to see you can see him pressuring a bit you can see him squeezing the stick a little bit hard and right now he's fighting with the stick handling some of the shots now he did hit a post in this game and it would have been great for his confidence to see that go in but the blues are going to have to find a way to get jordan Cairo more involved in some of the offensive pressure and offensive play not just for his confidence but the difference maker that he can be and that difference maker well that leads to our third takeaway of the game and that is right now the blues are missing a player or looking for one of the guys depending on how you look at it to be a game breaker to be a difference maker that's one of the things that they did have all those years with Vladimir Tarasenko where sometimes maybe the game wasn't going the best for him but with one snap of the wrist he could turn a game around and right now the Blues need that from somebody they've got some skill to do it 
whether it be the shot of a Verona, whether it be what we just talked about with Jordan Cairo, some of the fantastic puck man playmaking ability of Robert Thomas, Pavel Butchnevich. Somewhere in there, the Blues need somebody that at the right time can grab a game and help turn it around. That's something that they needed desperately in that game against Minnesota, whether it be a big hit, a goal, a play, something. Someone to help grab a game when they need it is something the Blues could use right now in a big way, especially in games like last night where they're just trailing by one goal throughout most of the game. Well, those are my takeaways and my thank you to Craig Berube, to Tim Woodburn, to Joe Vitale for helping out with the Curbside Reaction Podcast. And a big thanks to you as well for downloading every morning after the St. Louis Blues play. We bring it to you after each and every St. Louis Blues game. If you missed the game, this is where you can find all the highlights, post-game reaction, and analysis from each and every St. Louis Blues game. Next up for the Blues, the Buffalo Sabres in town in St. Louis on Thursday night as the Blues try to get back in the win column. They've got a solid home record of 6-3 on this season. We'll see you Thursday night at Enterprise Center. In the meantime, have a great week, and we'll see you at the rink.